Hey, podcast listeners, Mike Lejeune here. And before we get started today, I want to ask you a quick question. Are you happy with where you are in your GovCon journey right now? It's a simple question. It's a yes or no. If you're not happy with where you are in your GovCon journey right now, I want you to reach out to me on LinkedIn or email or carrier pigeon or whatever you need to do. I want you to reach out to me today and let's set up a call. There's no cost. There's no hook. There's no anything that's just me, you. Let's hop on a call. Let's talk about where you are right now in your GovCon journey and let's get you some tips and tricks on how you can move forward. Because if you're unhappy with things, I want to help you. So reach out to me on LinkedIn, shoot me a message there. You can shoot me uh, an email, whatever you need to do. Reach out to me and let's talk about where you are in your GovCon journey and how to move forward. Now let's hop into this episode. Welcome to Game Changers for Government Contractors. Game Changers is dedicated to helping you position for and win more government contracts. And now your hosts, Josh and Mike. Hey everybody, Mike Lejeune here with Game Changers for Government Contractors, and we have another packed episode for you this week. We're going to be talking to Melissa Peterson today about 8A certifications and some of the things she's learned about that over the years. So Melissa, why don't you tell everybody a little bit about who you are and what you do? Hi, Mike. It's great to be here. I'm a big fan of Game Changers, so it's a definite honor to be a guest. As you said, I'm Melissa Peterson, and I'm CEO of Blue Sky Innovative Solutions. At Blue Sky, we support our federal, state, and local customers by providing IT services, cybersecurity services, and end-to-end business solutions. Our ability to drive continual performance improvements for our clients results in what our clients call the Blue Sky Difference. Three focus areas of our support are application development, financial management and acquisition support, and end-to-end business solutions. So, for example, project management, process improvement, things of that nature. Our commitment to excellence is demonstrated by our numerous ISO certifications, which include quality, IT service management, and information security. Finally, we have a number of Small Business Administration, or SBA, small business designations. For example, we are a hub zone company. We are an economically disadvantaged woman-owned small business. That's a mouthful. So an EDWOSB or WOSB. And as of September of last year, we are an eight-day company. Yeah, that's that's awesome. You know, and you know, I think a lot of people listening don't know the difference. So if you want to tell us a little bit about what the differences are in some of those certifications, that would be helpful. Like the woman-owned, that's an easy one. But I think some people don't necessarily know what the hub zone is or the EDSW. Would you mind just taking a minute to tell people the differences in those? Absolutely. So the HUBZone certification, HUBZone stands for Historically Underutilized Business Zone. And this is a certification for businesses that have chosen to locate within historically underutilized business zones and that commit to having a certain percentage of their personnel reside in those zones in order to enhance the economic prosperity of those areas. And then the economically disadvantaged woman-owned small business is a subcategory of the woman own small business. And basically, it just refers to uh, individuals who have assets and income that is below a certain level. Lastly, you there you have the 8A. So well, out, out of the, the certifications you have, is there one that jumps out at you as, and this has really been a difference maker for us, or has it really been the combination of all of them? 
You know, interestingly, all of our certifications have been really helpful to us. So when we were starting out, our HUBZone certification was critical because it really helped us to uh, get onto teams. So we had mm -hmm. some strong skill sets, but it was the thing that a lot of our prime contractors were looking for and helped us to, to get onto teams. I would say that our woman-owned small business certification helped in that way as well. So certainly being a triple threat, having three certifications helped us. But right now, what is really helping us to, to grow and to gain prime contracts within the federal space is the 8A certification. All those certifications are a little bit different. You know, we talked about the, the differences, you know, just for a second there. But the, the 8A certification is, is different in some other ways. Could you kind of share share with us a little bit about that? Absolutely. That's just a perfect lead in for my talk today, because what I'd like to talk with you about is what you should do before you get an 8A. And it's really the difference between the 8A certification and other certifications that mm. drives the need to do different things before you get your 8A. So the 8A Small Business Development Program is a subset of the Small Business, Small Disadvantaged Business designation, the SDB designation. While all of the other designations so WOSB, HUBZONE, SDB, etc., can be held for an unlimited amount of time, the 8A designation is time limited. So while you can be a WOSB company uh, for 30 years, if you choose to, as long as you maintain the size standards and continue to meet the various income and asset requirements. With the 8A program, you have exactly nine years to maximize the benefits of it. And it's exactly that time limitation that makes it really important that you do certain things before you get into the program. Yeah. You know, there's a lot of people that I talk to that they understand that limitation, but do they understand it? You know, it, it's one of those things It goes by so much faster than you think. And when I talk to people, it's like, yeah, let's start working on on getting the certification, but you know, if you're starting at ground zero, you're going to waste a lot of that nine years on the front end, just trying to get the business set up. So I, I, I love the kind of the setup there of the things that you should be doing before you get this certification. So what are in your mind, like the top handful of things that you really need to work on before you go get this? Yeah, you know, it's so interesting to me that people get how much time flies in other aspects of their life, but they don't necessarily notice it when it comes to things like an 8A certification, right? People are always talking about, you know, how quickly time is flying in their personal lives, right? Their children are growing up, they're going to college. Oh my goodness, how how did this happen so quickly? And I would say that time seems to do even more of a double time uh, when it comes to your certifications because you have this, this limited time to get to the benefit. So I would say that there are five things that you absolutely must do before you receive your 8A certification. And the first one is to build and strengthen your delivery capabilities and your infrastructure. That sounds basic, I know, but it is critical because when you serve clients, you must do it with excellence because our country, our taxpayers and their missions require it. Yeah. You want to have solid corporate infrastructure in place to enable you to build your business. So what does that mean? Well, once you have your 8A, which is, by the way, the only business development certification, you want to invest a lot of time in, you guessed it, 
business development. You can't do that if you are delivering in your business 80 hours per week. So if you are, let's say, an accountant and you have an accounting concern, you cannot be out there doing business development if you are sitting with your clients 80 hours per week, or at least that's not necessarily the best way to do it. You also can't do it effectively if you don't have a strong capability statement, if you don't have a FAR DCAA aligned accounting system, and on and on and on. And so I highly recommend that before you get your 8A, you strengthen your delivery capabilities and infrastructure to ensure that someone in your company, preferably you, the owner, can spend most of your time on business development, customer relationship management, and delivery quality assurance. My recommendation specifically is that you have solid delivery operations, business development, and market cap- marketing capabilities and processes in place before getting your 8A. Obviously, I don't know the other four you're going to list, but I would <laughs> say this is one of the most underrated things that people need to do. And we're, we're always talking about this with clients as well of, you know, if you don't have all of this set up, you're still going to have to do it. So why not get this done and then get in there and use that certification? Because the, the thing that people don't understand is it takes three to five years to figure out how to do government work for the most part. I mean, we, Absolutely. When working with a coach or, you know, us or something along those lines, there's systems and programs and workshops that will help accelerate that learning. But the average person doing it on their own takes several years. So what if you waste three to five years of your 8 day figuring out the market and then you wake up and you only have a couple years left. It's gone. And so we have a client right now uh, we have several in, in the 8A program. We have one right now that didn't get a lot of use out of it in the beginning, mm-hmm. but in the last five years, they've really figured it out. And he's like, man, I wish I had another four or five years you know, left on this thing. Cause now we really get it and we're really using it and it it's gone. You know, it's just Absolutely. like we don't have it in our toolkit anymore. So so, yeah, and that's and I, I heard so many of those stories before getting our 8A certification. One of the things that I, I spent a fair bit of time doing was talking to companies that had their 8A certification, talking to the SBA, et cetera, becoming educated about this process. And that was a very common lament. So hopefully, you know, by sharing this information, we help at least one more company, you know, get their 8A at the right time. So go let's go, let's go on to number two now. First, just for number one, I wanted to put out there a quick test to tell whether or not you're ready, right? Oh, I don't and know really... if they're ready for the test. We'll see. <laughs> Let's bring it. Right. And I'd like people to ask themselves, can you dedicate at least 20 hours per week, including some hours during normal business hours? So it can't mm. just be nights and weekends right. to business development. And if the answer to that question is no, I really want you to consider whether or not you're ready to take mm. full advantage of the mm. program. That That's a really good test. And I do talk to a lot of people that say, well, we've got, you know, these handful of contracts that I'm working on. I only have two, three hours a week, maybe five hours a week that I can devote to that. And that's just not enough to get it done, right? No, it really isn't. It really isn't. It's a numbers game. You're going to have to be out there kissing a lot of frogs, writing a lot of proposals, yeah. um, speaking to a lot of clients and, and understanding their challenges and, and the opportunities to serve them in order to get that first win. So. Yeah, no, that's a really great test. Good job there. Uh, number two, what is number two on your list? Number two on my list is to establish strong past performance. So, you know, Mike, there is this misconception that is held by some businesses. They believe that the government will just give them work because they have an 8A. They won't do that? The government won't do that? (laughs) 
believe it or not, no, no, mm-hmm. they won't. I've even heard some people criticize the program when they don't receive contracts saying that the program doesn't work. Uh, and yeah. I got to tell you, I don't think that's the right way to look at it. I don't think it's the right way to approach it. Right. Like the other socioeconomic certification programs, the 8 day program is like a hunting license. It allows you to hunt for specific game, 8 day set-asides that others can't access. And it facilitates your hunting of new game, right? Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. But you still have to hunt. Right. And so um, that's enough of that metaphor. But to be clear, the 8A program enables an agency that is interested in working with your company to do so easily. You still have to make them want to do business with you. And you do that by giving them the confidence that you will deliver exactly what they need on time and within budget. And that's the purpose of having that strong past performance. So in general, I say secure prime and subcontract past performance. You know, we want to do that to demonstrate and enhance our capabilities and, of course, to drive revenue. And I think that part is is obvious to most. What many companies do not do, though, is to be very targeted and strategic in their development of that past performance. In other words, one key opportunity that people don't take enough advantage of is looking at their target agencies and making sure that they get some past performance within those agencies before they Mm. choose to get their 8A. So many Mm. companies enter the 8A program with no federal experience, and that definitely works out for some. You know, I know a few companies that entered the 8A program with no experience and got a multi-million dollar award. But I would say that that is by far the exception rather than the rule. Mm -hmm. Most companies that have no federal experience spend their first few years trying to figure out how the federal market works, as you said a little bit earlier, and waste valuable time. So my recommendation is that you do this before you get your 8A certification. And specifically, if you're able to get that past performance within one of your target agencies, when you go to approach them for an 8A sole source opportunity, or when you compete for an 8A competitive opportunity, you already understand the agency. Mm -hmm. And guess what? They know that you understand the agency because you've been doing work there. And so you're just set that much far further ahead than other companies. Yeah, no, I, I love that, uh, you know, that advice, because I think people, again, I'm probably going to say this a lot in this episode, people really underestimate the value of something like this, of being strategic, of, of learning this, because I, I think this applies to a lot of the things we talk about. But today, especially, you know, you can be successful in the government without a single certification. You can, exactly. you, you can be successful. Even as a small business, you can be competitive and be successful. But when you go and start getting all of these certifications, you want to take advantage of them in the right way. And the the concept of going and getting that past performance in a key agency where you know you want to work, how smart is that? I mean, that's that's a brilliant way to approach it because, again, you know you want to work there. Why not go and learn more about it? Why not learn how they do business and all those types of things? Because when you flip the switch and you have those certifications and can make your life easier, it just, it should create exponential growth. Absolutely. And and easier. And, but I think this is where most people lack the patience to say, Hey, I want to take a little bit more, uh, you know, time to learn this. Like people don't want to do that. They just want to say, Hey, I need a contract because I need it tomorrow. And so if you're listening to this, the, the number one reason I see that people lack patience is money. They, they lack the proper funding to even be in business. So if you're listening to this and, and urgency is a thing, it's probably a cash flow thing that's causing you to be that urgent. And so, yes, you need to fix 
this this cash flow thing, but you don't need to go and jump into certifications to fix it. You need to do the right things. You can win without them. But I, I love the advice and 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 how the direction you're taking that. So good stuff. So you want to move on to, to number three or do you have another test for us? I do have a test, but awesome. before I even jump into the test, I, I realized that I didn't tell your listeners why they might want to listen to me, right? And I feel like oh, I should share good. that, right? Because, um, you know, I'm sitting here, I'm spouting off these five reasons. And, um, you know, who's Melissa Peterson? What does she know? Well, I'll tell you a little bit about that. Um, first, as I mentioned, we did receive our A-Day last year. We received our A-Day actually on September 10th of last year. And by September 30th, we had secured our first A-Day sole source contract for just wow. under the maximum sole source award value. Nice. Since then, thank you, thank you. Um, since then, we have secured another A-Day sole source award valued at several million dollars. Um, more importantly, we're delivering with stellar quality and attention to our customers' needs, so we have a measurable, impa measurable impact on our customers' mission. So I'm saying all of this to say that all of these tips that I'm providing regarding preparation for what to do before you get your A-Day, they really did work for us, right? And helped us to get A-Day awards relatively quickly. Yeah. And, and you're, you're giving it from a perspective of this is what we did in order to do this instead of don't follow my mistakes. <laughs> yeah, because most of the advice we get from a lot of people is here are the mistakes I made and how you can avoid them. And yours is here's how I achieved this success. And I think that's a key difference there of here are the things we implemented to make sure we had that success. Because coming out of the gate, you know, and, and what, what was that, 20 days from the day you receive your uh, your status to receiving your first contract for almost the maximum value, uh, that, that's pretty good. You know, that's I, right. I say, that's pretty good. And I think a lot of people would kill for an opportunity to win uh, a maxed value contract like that, that quickly out of the gate. And so, so, so thank you for pointing out, you know, why we should be listening to you today because it works. That's why that's the bottom line. So absolutely. Good stuff. Good stuff. And, and I'd like to see it work for a lot of 8A companies because, you know, if one 8A company wins, we all win. Mm -hmm. So yes. Now getting back to that test, how to tell if you are ready. Uh, the, the question to ask yourself here is really simple. Do you have solid past performance at your target agency or agencies? And, you know, having past performance across a number of agencies is great, but I really want companies to have that target past performance, excuse me, that past performance at their target agencies, because that's really going to be a door opener into getting their first prime contract or their first 8A prime contract at that agency. Hmm. Good stuff. Good stuff. All right. So on to number three. Okay, so number three is get smart and get ready. So this is linked to number two and linked to the things that I've talked about so far, but basically learn about your target agencies. I want you to you know, study up on a number of things, but the first is to learn about your target agency. Um, I'll take a moment to highlight, foot stomp, and punctuate this point because as you become knowledgeable about your target agency, as you become passionate about their mission, and as you learn how that agency works and what is important to them, your ability to serve that agency greatly increases and your ability to communicate that ability to serve that agency greatly increases. So you definitely want to do that. 
Uh, we talked a little bit earlier about the importance of understanding federal contracting. Mike, you said it takes about three to five years. Absolutely. Please do that before you get into the 8A program. Learn everything that you can about the 8A program and how it works. It's not all intuitive. Uh, it's not all obvious. So take the time to take some courses, some workshops, meet with SBA representatives, meet with 8A companies to learn about the, the program and how it works. And then very specifically, learn how your target agencies use the 8A program because different agencies use it very differently. In some cases, the uh, decisions are, I wouldn't say the decisions, but the, um, the targeting of 8A companies is somewhat centralized and by developing relationships with the OSDABU or OSBP director, you can uh, gain access to those sorts of opportunities. At other agencies, you absolutely have to know the program managers. And so you have to get deeper into the organization to access those opportunities. So understand how your target agency works. You don't want to spend your time learning the basics once you're in the program mm -hmm. and the clock is ticking. And because there are so many great resources out there like Federal Access, like Game Changers, like the SBA Emerging Leaders Program, like the Goldman Sachs 10,000 Small Businesses Program, like SCORE, I could go on and on. There's no reason to, to enter this program without having that knowledge. Yeah, no, it's a great point. And, you know, when I have people calling us all the time saying, hey, I'm ready for coaching. And I go through and uh, there's a session I do with them right at the beginning. And I say, no, you're not. You know, I, I could sign you up on a coaching program today. We could get you rocking and rolling, but we're going to spend the first month or two or three just teaching you the basics. And I'd rather you save your money, jump in, you know, to federal access at like the corporate level or something like even the free level, learn the basics. And then when you're ready, invest your money wisely in coaching and consulting and those kind of things. Because again, you can learn the basics without the coach, you know, and it's the same thing here. You know, it's, there's so much time you'll waste once it's already engaged. Because once the 8A is started, that clock doesn't stop for the most part. You know, we're, nope. we're seeing we're seeing a rare opportunity right now during this crisis. Uh, you know, we're recording this in April of 2020. We're seeing a rare opportunity where you can pause your status for up to a year. You know that I don't know that we'll ever see that again. You know, that just gets added to the back end of, of your term. But, uh, you know, for the most part, you can't stop. So being able to use, you know, use this time at the beginning to understand the basics is really priceless when you have something that the clock is ticking and it, it's going to run out. That's so, absolutely right. That's absolutely right. And actually, just as a point of additional information, you can actually stop the clock for major events in your life as well. But I think you get exactly one shot at doing that. Yeah, yeah. So you, you don't want to waste that. And in right. other words, you know, the best way to handle it is to uh, not get into the program until you're ready for the yeah. program. Yeah, Be because, you know, the thing is, once you stop it, you know, like I said, it is a one shot thing, but those reasons that you would stop it uh, are, are, are things that aren't going to just pop up because, oh, I wasn't ready. That's not a good reason. Right? Absolutely. <laughs> right. Oh, now we're just learning this and we'd like to stop it. That's not a good reason, you know, and there's things you might miss out on. So, you know, the the, the advice here of doing these things before you get started is, is very key. So let's move on to number four. Okay, absolutely. And just in terms of how to tell if you're ready for number 
number three, I think these are kind of obvious, right? So associated with each of the points, do you understand your target agency's missions and its challenges? Do you know how the 8A program works, et cetera? So that's how you know that you're ready. Moving on to number four, establish relationships. This is kind of permeating the whole talk that I'm giving uh, today, but at your target agencies. Establish relationships with the small business office, with PMs, with the contracting officers, with the users of what you sell. By doing that, you gain that valuable information, that those valuable insights that enable you to deliver the highest levels of service. And also they come to understand and know you, to know your company, et cetera, and to develop the type of trust that they have, um, that, that they have to have in order for you to become a, a trusted advisor um, to them. You need to develop relationships with other 8A companies, 8A companies at all stages. You should develop relationships relationships with new companies because they'll tell you about all of the new challenges, the challenges that are current out there that you should be aware of as an 8A. They'll tell you about all of the things to avoid, the things that you should absolutely do, which clients are relatively easy to engage with. I've always been very impressed, excited, happy to see that people within this business really do share information. I think there's a broad recognition that um, we can all do well. And so, you know, to a point, Obviously, it's competitive, but to a point, people are willing to share. They're willing to share their experiences and definitely take advantage of that. So I mentioned, you know, new 8As. Certainly, you want to develop relationships with, um, you know, mid-period 8As, but you also want to develop relationships with companies that are either about to graduate or that have recently graduated. Why? Because they have contracts that will need to stay within the 8A program, and they are probably looking for partners uh, who have the 8A certification so that they can maintain some work in the space. And that can be a great way for you to get your first 8A contract. Yeah, no, g- great advice. So the question before you move on to the, the last uh, piece of advice here, number five, how did you or, or did you position this with your clients before you had your 8A? Were you positioning with them that this was in the process, it was in the works, or did you get through the process and then go back to them? How did how did you position that this was coming? That is an absolute great question. All of my clients knew pretty much exactly when I was applying for the 8A program. They also knew when I expected to re- receive our certification. And then I kept them abreast of where we were. And basically, mm-hmm. as we got close to the uh, period where I expected to be certified, I started saying, yeah, we're expecting our certification by the the end of August. And it ended up taking just a few days more, but uh, they knew. And so that's why, you know, the fact that we were on their radar and the fact that it just happened to be end of year when there was a lot of contracting, 8A contracting opportunity going on, uh, certainly helped as well. But I made sure that our clients were were very much aware of that. Clients and potential clients for the future. And that definitely helped. Right. Because, you know, you were you had already gained their trust by this point for a lot of them. They they knew you. They liked you. They trusted you. And so I assume like with that one, you don't get a multi-million dollar contract in in 20 days from the start, you know, from the clock you know, starting. You get that by all by positioning that, that, hey, this is coming and this is a strategic decision on their part of, oh, we want to award this, but we want to do it after your 8A. Like a lot goes into it decision like that it doesn't just happen 
overnight. So absolutely, absolutely. There's a lot of legwork in, involved with all of these awards. So nice. great point. Right. Yeah, awesome. Good stuff. So do we want to move on to number five? Are we ready? Absolutely. But awesome. you know, there's always a test, right? There's so how do you know test. when you're ready? Um, my test is: Do you have relationships with people at the agencies, with the eight A's, etc., where they not only uh, know the name of your company, but they know your name, and maybe they know at least one personal thing about you? Right. Um, you've actually taken the time to develop a relationship where they they know what your company does and they know Melissa, the person. Yeah. That's when you know that you've developed a strong enough relationship to begin thinking about getting your A day. Yeah. It's, you, know, you call and you say, hey, it's your first name. And they recognize it. Absolutely. Know, not who, who are you? Oh, I'm full name. What? Who are you? Absolutely. <laughs> you know, if you're still getting that or, okay, how can I help you? Uh, instead of, oh, hey, how, how are you doing? You know, that kind of thing. You, you probably don't have a relationship yet. So. That's right. That's right. The best absolute feeling is when you have a business developer on your team attend a conference and they go up and introduce themselves to a senior procurement, be senior procurement executive. And that person's says, oh, wait, Blue Sky, that's Melissa's company. Yeah. Best yeah, thing in the world, right? Yeah, that, that is awesome. <laughs> so. Final point is to distinguish yourself from the pack. So while people tend to focus on the fact that the 8A program allows you to go after sole source opportunities, which can't be protested, right? Making it much easier for the government to award those sole sources. So they focus on that and can sometimes think about the program as not being competitive. And that couldn't be farther from the truth. It's very competitive. There are thousands of 8A companies out there, many of them who do exactly what you do and who want to do it for the exact same customer that you want to do it for. So you really need to take the time to distinguish yourself from the other 8A companies that are out there and from companies in general. And so, you know, how do you do that? Part of it is just basic, right? Become really good at what you do. Don't try to do everything. Um, develop that niche and that area where people can see that you have that differentiated capability versus the pack. There are also other things that you can do that um, are pretty straightforward and relatively easy to do. One is to get certifications. So I mentioned a little bit earlier that we have a number of ISO certifications. There are a limited number of 8A companies that hold the same level of certification. So what do those certifications do for us? They enable us to demonstrate our attention to quality management, our attention to IT security, our attention to IT you know, service management. And so they enable us to differentiate ourselves from the pack. Um, additionally, I recommend doing things like seeking awards and recognition, just finding ways to differentiate your company from other companies. And uh, basically, in terms of the test there, that one is pretty easy to see. You know, do you have the certifications? Do you have awards? Do you have something that you feel comfortable and confident standing up in front of a group of your peers and talking about your capability and recognizing that you are near the top of the pack, if not at the top of the pack? Yeah, no, that, that's a good one. You know, when I talk to people about this one, I'm always saying your differentiator can't be something that is expected. So it's expected right. that you have great service. 
that's not a differentiator. Now, it might be a differentiator if you're talking to three different companies and two of them have very poor service, but <laughs> in general, that is like a basic standard to have great service. It's not a differentiator. So now if everybody, you know, give a simple example, if everybody has two day shipping and you have two hour shipping, you know, that's a differentiator. That's something you can see an actual difference in. And so I just want to make that point because, you know, as we're driving home, points here that's one where i do see a lot of confusion and they think well we have great service we're located near the customer we uh we have 24 7 call center and I'm like yeah those are all things in your industry that are standard so think of the things that are not standard those become the differentiators so this is all been really good stuff, but I know there's a question that some people are asking. There's people listening that are saying, what should I do if I'm listening today? And I'm thinking about the list that Melissa shared with me. And I realize I haven't done all these things. What yeah, that's, that's an absolute great question. So once you take an honest look at your company and you think about your strengths and weaknesses, and you determine that you don't meet all of these criteria and have no idea of how to get there, that's exactly when you start reaching out to the resources, many of which I mentioned a little bit earlier, um, the resources that are available to you like PTACs, like SBDCs, like, um, and I guess I should talk a little bit about what those are, procurement technical assistance centers, uh, small business development centers, federal access, um, all of these organizations that are out there that can help you to develop a plan to address each of these areas. Um, it's not hard. It takes time. It takes commitment, but you absolutely can do it. And I encourage you to use these resources and to, even if you are ready, prioritize that continual learning mm -hmm. and improvement throughout your small business journey. Yeah, you, you can always get better. And I, I guess, you know, if, if I were to tack one thing onto that, it's if you have your 8A and you realize you're not ready, you haven't checked all these boxes, it's not over. It's not over. Like it's okay if you didn't do all these things, but it's way better if you're listening to this and thinking about your 8A and you go ahead and do this stuff. Because here's the thing at the end of the day, the program expires. It expires. It's going to go away at some point. You're going to have to learn how to do these things without that. I always tell people, you're going to have to grow up and you're going to have to do other things without it. So why not learn that stuff anyway? And I just, I see too many 8A companies that rely very heavily on their certification. They get to the end of the, the nine years and then they can't win a contract because they haven't done the things you're talking about. Because if I have, you know, set up my infrastructure properly, if I have established strong relationships and past performance and, you know, all of the things that you have talked about in this episode, if I've done all those things, when my 8A expires, I'm going to keep growing. And, and that's really the beauty of it. I mean, the program's there to build you up, build a really strong foundation, help you win more contracts, more past performance, so that when you hit the end, that's not the end of your company. You know, it's it's really the beginning of like a new version of your company that's going to go out there and just win more stuff. So I love all the topics that we shared today. Is there any final thoughts that you have for folks? I guess I would just remind everyone of, you know, the five points. So first of all, build and strengthen your delivery capabilities and your infrastructure, establish strong past performance, get smart 
and get ready, establish relationship, distinguish yourself from the pack. So those are the five key things. And then as you said, you know, it ain't over, right? Keep working hard, keep working on all of these things, um, pushing forward and strengthening your company. Um, And just think about why we're doing all of this, right? Think about the mission and it's, it's really easy to stay motivated on these yeah. things, especially at a time like this. Yeah, so. good, good stuff. Thanks for being on today, Melissa. My pleasure. Thank you, Mike. Thanks for listening to Game Changers for Government Contractors. For a full list of episodes and other resources, be sure and check us out on the web at www.rsmfederal.com slash game changers.